The Selfish Path to Romance. Download Chapter 1 for free at drkenner.com. And right now I want to welcome Debbie to the show. Debbie, you want to figure out how to bring some sunshine back into your life, some happiness into your life? Yes. Yeah, what's going on? Um, well, I uh, was married for 32 years, but I was gotten a divorce back in the early 80s. I'd caught my husband with my sister. With your sister? Mm-hmm. Okay. And so I raised my boys, yeah. and I stayed together, my youngest son. When you say you stayed together, you you divorced your husband. Right, now, but and we got back together. Oh, you did get back together I wanted him. I wanted my uh, sons to have their dad, because I couldn't think of anybody else getting on to them. Okay. Um, How old were your kids? They were um, about four and two at the time. Oh, real little ones. And then we, I struggled, and then we stayed together, and then... And things got better? Your sister was out of the picture, I take it? Well, no. I, in my heart, being nice to someone um, makes me feel better. I, I couldn't just be rude and mean and hateful. Okay, um, but she did betray you in the biggest way possible. But anyway, yeah. yeah, she did. And you want you don't want to be mean and rude and hateful to the person I'm speaking with, meaning you. Right. I don't want to be mean to myself because I like myself pretty good. Yes, that's very good. So I'm what's the situation? The situation now is what? What else do I need to know to get um, me to the situation now? Well, uh, I lost my son that was 22. What happened? An accident. Just recently? It will be two years, February the 11th. Okay, very, very painful. A car accident? Yes. Yeah. And uh, what do you do? What Have you gotten help since then? Um, have you gone no, to? No, no, I just, uh, I don't want to be put on medication. Okay, uh, maybe you could see a cognitive therapist because they will give you a lot of good coping skills, good thinking skills. Mm-hmm. But anyway, tell me what's going on. So you you lost your son two years ago. Yes. And wow. it's still very raw. I can hear that. Yes. And then three years in July yeah. is, is when I've left. My ex-husband, but we stayed together for so long. Okay, so you left... Go ahead. Then I um, met the guy that was my first love. Yeah. And he was... um, He's not a family-type person. Yeah. And I thought that... I I guess I... Maybe I go for the weaker people, thinking that I can make things better, but um, I'm just not happy. Okay, so what... So let me see if I hear you correctly, that you have multiple traumas in your life. Three major ones that you're telling me right now are that you found your husband sleeping with your sister. You divorced him. This is years ago. And then you chose to get back together with him and to turn the other cheek with your sister and to try to move on. Uh, but the scars are still there. They never go away, believe me. No. I don't even need to tell you that. You know that. that that's, um, so then you had one of the most horrific tragedies a mom can have, which is to lose a son, to lose somebody who's healthy. It wasn't even to cancer because then you know, you know there's not much you can do. It's to an accident, a car accident. 
And um, was your relationship okay with him when he died? Oh, honey, he was my best friend. He was your buddy. Maybe so, he was my best friend. But it, believe it or not, that makes it easier. Hey, I got to interrupt this because we've got to pay some bills. 30 seconds, that's it. A very quick ad, and then Alan will be back. Romance. I wish I knew more about what girls want from a relationship. Boy, I wish I knew more about what I want. Where's that ad I saw? Here it is. The Selfish Path to Romance, a serious romance guidebook. Download Chapter 1 for free at SelfishRomance.com and buy it at Amazon.com. Huh. The Selfish Path to Romance. That is interesting. He was my best friend. But it, believe it or not, that makes it easier when you, I mean, it makes it very hard because you love him. Mm-hmm. Sometimes when, when a mother loses a son and they were very bitter towards one another, there's no way to ever repair that. Whereas your lasting memories, nobody in the world can take away that, oh, honey, that you just said to me, that warmth. Mm-hmm. You uh-huh. have that with your son for life. Meaning oh, yeah. he's not around, but your memories are still around, and he, your memories of him will be around for, f- for as long as you live. You'll carry that with you. Um, so then you, then you met someone that you thought he was your first love before you met your husband? Yes, he was my first love. And uh, you thought that he would make you happy? That Yes, and so now I, poof, I, I just couldn't take his um, controlling type. You know, I like to just live in peace and harmony and trust. And if things happen, it happens. But um, what did but he see, do? I had an accident. Yeah. It paralyzed me. Your accident and, paralyzed you? Yes, for about two years. Yeah. And then I got up a going, and but the where I work at, I don't know if you can, I can say that, but yeah, I, where I worked at. They made me go out on disability, so I don't make much money, but he tried to go get a job. They think, oh, your disability, you may get beat, you know, you may not walk again, easily be paralyzed. They don't want to take that risk no more. And I'm used to being, I'm an independent type Okay, person. so it, let me tell you, your goal, you're wanting to be happy. First, let me give you some organization with this. Number one, with your son, you need to go through the grief. If you have not had counseling with that, I would see if you could get some supportive therapy with that from a cognitive Mm -hmm. therapist. You can go to Academy of CT, C for cognitive, T for therapy, dot org, and find a therapist in your area, in your part of the country. So that would be number one, is to realize that grieving is a process. You need to understand the death. You need to experience the pain. Not that you milk it. You don't want to have the pain for life, but you need to let your mind come to terms with it. You need to be able to realize that you want your life to go on. You have to form a new identity without being with your son. And keeping him alive in a way that's very personal to you, very nice to you. So that's that's the first piece. The second piece, yes, if you think you have a pattern of picking up weaker men who need to be rescued and need to feel good about themselves by controlling you, uh-huh. uh, very good that you can pick that up because that will make you more care. That'll make you. Um, more aware going forward when you choose the next person try uh-huh. try to find one that has some good self esteem and doesn't need to control uh control you and the last thing is that 
you want to have some purpose in life, some career, some job, um, even if it's volunteer work, something that gives you a sense of purpose. It's always great to make money, though. So don't give up on yourself. I would keep looking and keep thinking outside of the square. Maybe there's something you can do that you never thought of that would give you a wonderful source of income. So I want to thank you so much for the call, Deb. Thank you. And here's a little more from Dr. Kenner. What is all that stuff? Do you always carry this in your bag? Yeah. Are you going to be like a shopping bag lady? You're like sit in alleyways and like talk to buildings and wear men's shoes and that kind of thing. And that's from the Breakfast Club. And none of us want to be a person that's homeless or doing nothing with their life. The whole goal of your life is to find a purpose that you love and make plans to pursue it. And even if it's not something you can reach immediately, like many, many careers take longer term goals, can you at least get a job to earn the money towards that career to go back to school? Take some steps towards your dreams. Don't give up on your dreams as long as they are realistic. For example, if I wanted to be a brain surgeon, obviously, at this stage in my life, I'm not going to become one and I wouldn't be accepted into medical schools at my age. So, uh, But if you have realistic goals, really, really value yourself enough so that you pursue them. Don't let anyone talk you out of them if they're realistic and they're your goals and they're your dreams. For more Dr. Kenner podcast, go to drkenner.com and please listen to this ad. Here's an excerpt from The Selfish Path to Romance, the serious romance guidebook by clinical psychologist Dr. Ellen Kenner and co-author Dr. Edwin Locke. It's important to share an interest in at least some activities with your partner. One partner might enjoy hiking, surfing, swimming, bicycling, and movies. And the other might enjoy gardening, reading, cooking, tennis, and opera. Partners rarely share all interests, but it's important that they share some or they'll spend less time together and may drift apart emotionally. Do you and your partner like to talk about the same things? Although most communication between partners is about personal matters, as it should be, most people like to talk about other matters, too. If their intellectual interests are very different, or if one partner is interested in intellectual issues and the other is not at all, this can create distance between them. You can download Chapter 1 for free by going to drkenner.com. And you can buy the book at amazon.com.